Hello everyone, welcome home. Welcome to another exciting episode on the Talk with the Zombie and Child hosted by me, Tabby Smart. It's another bright Friday morning and today we've got an enormous topic for you, Vamalav. And to help me discuss this topic today are Kenya and Paul. These guys have been dating since they were 13 and 14 respectively. And it's been ongoing for 7 years now and they now live in two different countries and practically they're still ongoing guys how the hell are they doing it all those questions will be covered today so i hope you are comfortable you are relaxed and you've got that beverage near you to stay hydrated because today we are going on a ride <laughs> so guys today's episode is longer than the usual so for you to cover the topics that you're really interested in, check in my description box which will tell you the time to slide to in order to check the topic that you are really sensitive and wanted to hear about. So let's get right into it and welcome our guests. Welcome guys. Welcome guys. Thank hey. you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm really glad to have you. Do you mind just telling us a bit about yourself? Uh, you want me to go first? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my name is uh, Paul Musumachanda. Of course, I didn't pronounce that correctly, but <laughs> um, that should tell you a bit about myself just from that pronunciation. Um, I was born here in, uh, in America, in Jackson, Mississippi, to be specific. And. Um, okay. I mostly grew up in Zambia. I went to Ndola Trust School, um, uh, but I came back here in America for basically just to live here and do college. And uh, so far, it's been going really great. Uh, I really love it. Major in uh, information technology, specifically computer programming and um that's great thank you and yeah man um it's just a bit, basically a bit about me like i was born from my college looks like there's something else i need to add on but, yeah <clears throat> okay thank you paul kenya hi yes i'm kenya come on come back Born in Zambia, studying in China. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, your intro is way better than mine. <laughs> uh, nice and short. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, we've heard it from our two guests, Paul and Kenya. And we've heard so much little about Kenya, but we've heard quite an info on Paul. So let me just try to begin this discussion by saying, how did you guys meet? Paul, you born in America, one. Kenya, you born in Zambia, and then Paul came to Zambia. <laughs> how did you guys meet? First, I want it from Kenya's perspective, before we go to Paul's perspective. Oh, okay. Um, how we met? Yep. How did we meet? Okay, anyways, so we met at a church camp in 2014. Oh, okay. Yes. Like I should go into details or that's enough? <laughs> okay, guys, we've seen that Kenya is so plain and straightforward. Yes. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I really don't know how to like explain things. But yeah, that's, that's how we met. Yes. Oh, okay. Paul, from your perspective, how did you meet? <laughs> that's if you want to. <laughs> um, I guess what I can add on is the information that my entire family is Zambian. So what happened was oh. my uh, my dad, who's who passed away this year, he was uh, doing his PhD in theology in America oh, okay. and uh, for uh, like for a while we went back to Zambia that's how I ended up growing up in Zambia 
and uh, we were supposed to like you know come back and all but uh, the Lord spoke to him like okay um, your ministry is in Zambia so through that uh, I, I grew up in Zambia all, all of us went to school in Zambia and uh, Glow Camp was something all of my brothers went to every single year so it was kind of a thing with me like oh man I can't wait to go to Glow Camp and then join the club and uh, my first Glow Camp was uh, 2013 but I didn't complete it like I didn't do the whole week because I had allergies when 2014 was the first time I completed like a full week of glow camp. That's where I finally met Kenya. And uh, I didn't like just like see her and be like, oh, hi. That uh, is their mutual friend. He came and introduced us to each other. And uh, yeah, like it, honestly, it almost, never happened like if it if it might have not been for him we might have like met maybe two camps later but yeah that's the 2014 camp is where the mutual friend introduced us and everything just started off from there yeah that's really amazing it seems your relationship was bonded by god from the start yeah that's wonderful yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you guys, we've heard that age, and you were introduced by a mutual friend. Yes. Like, my question is, when did you guys know? Uh, did you no, Did you ever plan? Like, did you? Did, let me just ask this specifically. Did you ever plan on? being together like from the first time you actually were introduced by this mutual friend did Not you have a plan all. no oh no so how long did it take from this time of introduction to where you just became an item oh god hmm. what would you say <laughs> like three days three uh, days yeah yeah but three days <laughs> what happened was yeah. it was it was like uh Oh hey man, this is my friend Kenny. I was like, oh hi. I mean, she seemed pretty cool. I was like, okay. And then we just started hanging out throughout the camp, and then like towards the middle of the camp, like we just started holding hands, like um, spending a lot of time together. We had the same interests. Everyone started making us an item. So at that point, it was just like, well, okay, I guess we're good. <clears throat> You know, so everyone just, had to first make you a night and before you could make each other a night. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not necessarily. It was, it was more of a them realizing it for us. Like, personally, yeah. I didn't like think, oh, yeah, this is my girl. It was actually uh, Kenya's uh, cousin who, he was one of the leaders and he looks me straight in the eye and he goes, So you're dating my sister, and I'm like, "Oh snap, you right?" Like, <laughs> like okay, <laughs> I guess so. You know, like it wasn't necessarily that they put us together, but they just helped us, or at least me realize that we were together. We had that you met a comp after three days, become a couple, and since then, for how long has it been now? We're going to seven years. Seven whole years, guys. I can't even keep up a relationship for two weeks. <laughs> How are you doing it? <laughs> hey, that's what we're here to talk about, man. <laughs> I'm saying start of the relationship from, let's say, from the third day. Was it mm-hmm. ever a plan that you guys would reach this far? Or was it, okay, let's try it and see where it goes. What was the first at that moment? Um... Actually, I like Kenny go first for this. Okay, I I think it was a try and try and error type of situation where it was. Let's see where this goes. Well, let's okay. see if 
the dating thing is something we can do or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, by that time. No, yeah, go ahead. And by that time, you are thirteen, fourteen. I was thirteen. He was fourteen. I'd say it was a bit of both, honestly. Well, uh, for okay. a, a long time, I'd say till like twenty eighteen. It was uh, try and error. Oh, okay. Well, then let's see, like, let's see how this plays out. Because uh, from the beginning, or almost from the beginning, we knew that hey, this would turn into a very long distance relationship. Knew for a long time that uh, I'd eventually go to college in America. So, oh, okay. We always knew that hey, we're gonna have to have the conversation whether we want to try and make this long distance, whether we actually want to try and make this work, or whether we're just gonna, you know, do it until it, until I leave for college. So when we finally had that conversation, I was like, and it was a very sharp conversation, honestly. I was just like, hey, I, I ain't trying to stop. Like now, uh, are you? He's like, no. So it was just basically us saying, like, hey, I kind of want to see this to the end, especially after 2018. 2018 was honestly one of the best years in our relationship. Okay. So after that, it was personally that's that's when I was like, okay. I want to see this to the end, and by end, of course, I mean marriage. So, I, I just, at first, I wasn't quite sure, but after 2018, I was like, okay, yeah, this is it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a bit of both. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's really, really amazing. So, you guys had time to meet our time to start up something that has sparked for seven whole years and it was more of a try and error at first but somehow it was known that it was going to reach this far i think all what the most of us and the audience are mostly curious about is what steps did you take to reach this far and are there is there a strategy are there measures that you had to put in order to reach this far and I believe we could get so much from you guys because one, you are far apart at the end of the day. You are literally in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. And you are still able to keep it uh, live and to still keep it together. So what steps have you taken to reach these seven years? What did you put up there? We can start from the one who hasn't spoken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I guess the main thing was communication. I think just okay. keeping in touch as much as possible and yeah, communication, respect. Yeah. That's but like those are that? like the main things that Huh? I'm saying how do you build what that you communication? Say? Was okay for us uh, since he's in America, I'm in China, and that's like 14 hours apart. We find convenient times when we actually do get to talk. Like, like, are you free? Yeah, I'm free. And you? Yes. Okay. Now we can like keep up with what's happening in our lives and texting. We don't always have to call each other, but like keep talking. Like even texting is still communication. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and at, at the end of the day, you guys, it seems you guys are built trust between each other, right? Yes, we have. So how how have you built that trust? Like, so you you've talked about communication, yes, but with the trust, how have you like said, okay, I'm going to trust Paul that he's going to be doing this. And I'm just gonna trust we're going through this even though we're far away. How have you done it? Well, um, wait, okay, you babe, talk. No, you can, okay. you can go. 
um, uh, one way is through instances where our trust is tested. So there have been many instances where uh, people have made advances towards us, like, uh, you know, individually. I mean, like a girl approaches me or a guy approaches her, like, seriously, like, hey, I like you, you know, stuff like that. And both of us being like, hey, nah, I don't, not only do I not see you in that way, like, I, I don't have a reason or the feeling to even try and do something with you. It's not just like, ah, oh, dang it, I have to keep this commitment to her. No, it's more of, I love this person so much, like, I don't have a reason to cheat on her. And it's also um, a lot of reassurance of that trust because a lot of uh, uh, young, I almost said kids, young men and women, let's say, <laughs> or youth of our generation, they're quite insecure in their relationships. Like if they just see a picture um, of their uh, boyfriend or girlfriend with another guy or girl, you know, they'd be asking questions like, hey, who's that? So they get jealous. And I'm not saying that that there's no such thing as healthy jealousy, but we do see it. Like you, I'm sure you, you can recall, like a lot of friends who have relationships where they have arguments yep. just because, like, oh, I have a friend who's a girl, or um, you know, just because of some picture taken out of context. So it's a lot of uh, reassurance of that trust and also making sure that we know what we're here for because if we're just like winging it in a relationship like i would have probably like tried to see someone else like that oh, it's not that serious with her anymore. it's so it's, it's just a lot of reassurance of that trust making sure both of us know what we're here for in a relationship and um having the hope that we will see to the end. Okay. That's really, really nice. So we've talked about communication. We've talked about trust. Uh, we've talked about reassurance. Uh, is there anything you want to add, Kenya, apart from this? Mm. Uh, no. Those are just, like, that's just everything. I mean, oh, I okay. think what what I what oh. I can add is yes, um, understanding your um, you know there's like if someone's your husband or wife, you call them your spouse. Like, what do you call your girlfriend or boyfriend? Do you just say like partner or? I think you say partner. That sounds okay, more realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say is. Uh, a big thing is understanding your partner's love language and I don't think a lot of relationships in their days appreciate love languages like I've seen a lot of relationships where um, these two people are compatible but they just do not understand how to love each other and it's not a thing of um, hey maybe you don't read your bible enough or you just don't speak to her enough it's it's also just understanding how this person needs to be loved so within the uh, love languages there's uh, your physical touch uh, quality time acts of service stuff like that once you get to understand um, your spouses but not spouse sorry uh, uh, your partners that's the word your partner's love language makes things somewhat easier because you know what this person is lacking so and you might ask how do you find out someone's oh I think yes uh, can get you 
Oh yeah, Ken had it disconnected, but uh, she'll be back. Uh, but yeah, uh, understanding your um, partner's um, love language really helps with uh, your relationship. Okay, let me just cut you short from there. For those of us who do not understand what the word love language is, what is love language? Oh, yeah. Thank you for asking that. So, uh, here, let me pull, pull this up. Um, so, basically, there's um, a book by Gary Chapman. He's probably the most uh, famous um, author of the five, language, five love languages. Oh, okay. And basically, what, what he discovered is that whenever we're loving someone we usually do it in five ways or prefer to be loved in five certain ways so he came up with acts of service gift giving words of affirmation quality time and physical touch those are the five main categories and he has this uh, test online that you can just fill out, like uh, do some questions, um, uh, just simple general questions. It, it tends to be quite accurate. So basically, your love language is just how you predominantly want to be loved, in what way you want to be loved. And of course, you don't just have like one love language. It's just that one prevails over the other more. So. Yeah, just understanding that really, really helps, especially for like there are a lot of guys who just like they're not talkative, you know, they're, they're just mellow guys. But a girl would be like, "Oh, let me tell you about my day, or how was your day? What do you think about this?" Yeah, it's not that they're incompatible. It's just that the guy might have to do more to appreciate the. The girls love language, which might be quality, uh, quality of time, or even just um, physical touch. So that's why I say it's very important to just know what each other's love language is. It really helps in a relationship. Okay, thank you for that, Paul. Thank you. So, but um. You've covered communication, you've covered trust, you've covered assurance, you've covered understanding one's love language. And those are like the things that you've modeled yourself for each to, for the relationship to reach this far, right? Um, yes, but I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about how important God has been to our relationship. Uh, yep, guys, we are putting God in the story. Amen. Only God can reach this far. <laughs> and it's not a thing of when I say that, I don't mean like, ah, it's been horrible. Ah, nearly sappy. You know, just. No, it's been great. But I have had my own personal struggles. Uh, I'm sure Kenny can elaborate on hers if she wanted to, but. Um, without God, none of this would have been possible. And what do I mean by that? Um, we pray for each other. We sometimes do devotions with each other. And the way I love her is not just what I came up with in my head or what I read in some book. It's um, me basically loving her the way God has told me to love her. Um, even though we're not, we're not married, one example I can give is Ephesians 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And I think that verse is quite important because it shows us how much you have to give yourself <clears throat> up for your partner, just as Christ of the church, how did Christ love the church? He loved 
he loved us so much that he came and died for our sins. He gave himself up for us. So there's that's not it's not just for that one verse. There's so many verses in the Bible and passages that tell you how to love your partner. And if it wasn't for God putting us together, um, me praying about, hey, I want us to take this, take this to the end, even though feelings might die within the middle, yeah, even though feelings might uh, come and go. Like, I want to be with this person, not just because of feelings, but of a multitude of reasons. So yeah, I, I. I think I'd do a disservice if I left this podcast without talking about how <laughs> God has been to our relationship. So, yeah. That's really amazing, guys. Okay. This is just, I think as the host, I'm not becoming jealous, people. I need to find a lot of us Like, people think, like, hey, uh, no, you guys have got lucky. Uh, you just prayed too much like no mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like, a thing of praying too much wow <laughs> yeah but like it's not that you can't find love it's like um, one of my favorite pastors Pastor Mike taught is like the bible tells you how to date or rather how to marry but it doesn't tell you who to date and marry so while God does have like um, a description of w- w- what your wife should be like, there's the diversity of it can be anyone. That's why I don't believe in that. Oh, there's the one out there for you. Like, oh, uh, it's either you marry them or not. Like, no, I think someone becomes the one for you after you start dating them and building that relationship. Like right now, there's no one else for me. The only one for me is Kenya. But before Aww. I met Kenya... <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, Kenya, okay. <laughs> guys, slow down with your love. Romances! <laughs> <laughs> My heart is vibing at this point. <laughs> yeah, man. I am really, really happy to hear of your story, guys. Yeah, it started from a church camp. From a church camp, you had to for three after three days, you actually had to form a relationship that has lasted for seven years, and through communication, trust, God, and just being assured that the person you are with is really, really in the relationship. That is just amazing. But before we think, I think I should have asked this question earlier than any time. And I think you reminded me when you talked about Michael Todd. Okay, so I was reading, before the session, I was reading his book, Relationship Goes Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he says, before uh, any relationship starts, we should always have M, right? Yeah. We can have these many goals in our minds that if we do not have an M, it's really, really senseless. Yeah. So let me ask this. What was, personally, just personally, from your personal view, personal perspective, what was your M while going in this relationship, Paul and Kenya? Individually, like I just want to hear your M. Um, I will sound like a hypocrite because uh, later on, or maybe after my uh, elaborating on this, but my main aim was uh, okay. I have a girlfriend, nice job. Like, that was legit it. Like, I didn't have any other aim other than, okay, cool, I have a girlfriend. Basically, like, not not necessarily a title, but yep. just like the cool thing, like, oh, okay, wow, I have a girlfriend. Because, I mean, before meeting Kenya, I did have, like, some blunders in the relationship department. So first time I was just like, ah, man, I just want to go for anything. You know, like, it was, it was not a biblical aim, not a moral aim or anything like that. And so, the, like, the 
main good aim I can say started to develop over the years because I was really spiritually young 2014 in fact uh, in fact 2014 the camp we made it was the camp I gave my life to the Lord and uh, we were sitting next to each other I was holding her hand and then uh, the pastor did an altar call and then I just let go of her hand and went to the altar like the first one at the altar that's one of the main reasons why I can't forget that day (laughs) you know is that important so but yeah I didn't really have like an aim but uh, but yeah I'm pretty much done with that like uh, I I didn't have like an aim even though you should okay Kenya yes (laughs) my aim (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay my aim I guess I just wanted a friend like basically I just wanted a friend who I'd probably grow to know better okay yeah yes that was like just something for me a friend oh okay but but later on did your M change yes it did and what is it now my life partner I went I, I found a life partner okay nice guys mm-hmm. she found a life partner <laughs> yes I did and the best friend okay <laughs> just as a by the way I was found a way like um, when people only find out they're gonna get married when they get proposed to like I feel like that's something you should know before engagement. I feel like the excitement of engagement should be from, oh, hey, we get to finally make it official rather than, oh, wow, you want to marry me? Yeah. Like, people are surprised that, oh, hey, I know this is the person I want to marry one day. Uh, and it's not saying that, oh, I'm just going to drop out of school get married as fast as possible like now it's also it's also a thing of me it's also motivation like hey i can't fail in school like because i i plan like i plan to marry i plan to start a family and all that so so yeah i found a life partner just as she has okay that's pretty interesting okay so this this episode of the podcast is mostly about balancing that's the series we are on in this month of april it's about balancing life so mm-hmm. from the previous episode of my podcast we've talked about balancing religion we've talked about balancing businesses we've practically talked about balancing social media so for you guys the question for the day is how do you balance a relationship and stay for that long while in university? Maybe you have to go first. No, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, let me start by saying this. My perspective is completely different from the mainstream perspective because not everyone has a long distance relationship with the university. So um, I can't remember the exact statistic, but uh, students who are in relationships in college do worse at college than um, those who don't have a relationship. And that's where the balance comes in. A lot of uh, students tend to do worse because they give the time and attention in a relationship that is required of husband and wife in a just boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. Not saying that you shouldn't spend time with your boyfriend or girlfriend, but you need to remember it. You're going low again, Paul. Oh, sorry. Um, 
basically, I was just saying, can can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, I was basically saying, when you're in university, a good thing to remember is that you're not yet married. So, I'm not saying don't give the time and attention to her at all, but you need to remember that you're in school, you're still dating. Biblically speaking, you're single. You, uh, you still have to not just build your own character, but uh, build your own success while you're still in university. So that's that's where the balance comes in. Like, how do I find the balance between hey, I'm trying to make this relationship work versus I'm also in university studying a very hard degree. Because we, we know how Zambian, how hard Zambian University is, especially law students living in Seattle. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, feel, I feel sorry for, <laughs> for my friends who study such hard degrees. A big ups to them. But I, I think one thing that really helps me, uh, or rather that has helped us in universities, understanding. Like Kenya goes to class, not Zoom class, but physical class. I had Zoom classes. I'm I'm done for my semester. Um, but that understanding and communication that hey, I'm going to class. Okay, fine. Well, sending me your class schedule so that I can work with your class schedule. Like, what time can I call? If you're studying, I won't disturb you. You know, we need to remember that, hey, we're in university, parents are paying a lot of money for us to be here. So finding that balance between, okay, we're in a relationship, we still need to communicate, but also, hey, we need to also focus on schools. Basically, the most important thing you can do in a university relationship. So, yeah. That is amazing. Kenya? He's he's literally just said everything. <laughs> like he's like he's okay. Anyways, let me let me put it in my words. Okay. So how to balance <laughs> how to balance school and relationship? Okay, it's hard. Let me not lie. It's hard. Like it's mm-hmm. very 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 hard. Like especially if like for us who are having it like long distance, you have to make sure you know. <laughs> like okay uh-huh. this person is sleeping this person is up this person is doing this this person is doing that so yeah. you have to like know each other like okay can i can i call can i not call are you busy are you not busy and as he said put your priorities first school then we can discuss us after school cuz school is like the most important thing right now because we're not married so yeah, yeah. yeah. that's basically it oh yeah. that's, those are very good steps to take and i think understanding is the foundation of balance right yes yeah. okay so we've covered balancing we've covered ways in order to actually maintain such a relationship we've actually covered where you're coming from Particularly, I think there's this one thing that every I think every youth out there are really, really, really wordly. I'm not sure. I'm, every day, <laughs> do you believe, like from your relationship, let's say from you, do you believe what youths always say that if in a relationship there's no sex, then it cannot go as this? How have do you think you guys have redefined that uh, context or you've just con- added to that context? No, we've, no. <laughs> so you've done what? That's a good question, though, but okay. Actually, I think not that you're wrong or anything but I think the question is phrased wrong like redefining and adding on to the context what I'd say is that 
we've just continued with the first context. And by first context, I mean how God ordained marriage and said, God is the one who ordained marriage. And he's the one who said that sex is only to be had in marriage. So it's not us like redefining uh, anything. It's just us continuing with what God ordained in the beginning. So I find the statement very dumb that if there's no sex, it can't work. It's like, what? Like, what about every... Christian, truly Christian relationship that's ever existed. Like a lot of our parents remain celibate till marriage. And not saying that if you have sex that the relationship can never work. But what I am saying is that sex doesn't automatically make the relationship work. We need to remember uh, sex is more than just a physical act. It's also very spiritual. Like, people think that soul ties don't exist. They do exist. That's why people get very hurt when those types of relationships break. Because you just made a, not just a physical, but a spiritual connection to this person. And personally, I, I'd say I don't have an interest in in you know, breaking that celibacy before marriage because I've been so, not like through indoctrination, but rather through the Holy Spirit that, hey, that's not even on the book. Like, don't even have that in your mind at all. And it's also a matter of me putting in, you know, steps and measures to prevent that from happening. Because I'm not saying that I'm perfect, that I'll never think about it. But what am I actively doing to resist it? So uh, I just, I don't like this. And I'd call it Western, Western idea. Hey, we need to sleep together in order to make this work. Like, uh, nah, I just, <laughs> I totally disagree with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenya, that's you agreeing? Yes, that's me agreeing. Oh, okay. Thank you guys for covering that. I think that's one topic that's been sensitive to us, to us as youths. And it's been something that we are all so concerned about. It's like, this thing just evolves in your mind because of the movies you, you watch and everything. And you feel like this is what makes your relationship. Thank you for covering that. So, I think there's just one last question I would like to ask before we could even go to anything else. Someone someone wanted me to ask you this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> wanted me to ask you this personally. They asked this, that first you should answer yes or no first. Uh, have you, has any of you ever cheated on the other? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> this question is exciting. <laughs> okay. Um. So in the context that you guys believe, in the context that you guys define, have you ever cheated in any context of cheating? Not that I can think of. Um, yeah. By the way, this, that's not just me trying to justify anything that I've done. You know, like um, some people might shift the goalposts by the oh, way I, I do this in a lot of other issues but like how you keep changing definitions to make sure you're not within that definition of it but i mean even like the strongest definition of cheating like mm, no i just can't think of any time that i have okay thank you for that pokinia anything to add on my part i'd say yes you have Yes, I have. And like then, Paul mm-hmm. came to know about this? Yes, he oh, did. Oh, no, no, I already know. It's not, it's not like <laughs> I'm really doing about this for like oh, the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so like, right, yeah. so someone wanted me to ask you this after that question. Mm-hmm. How did you guys handle this? I think for her, it's something that she has had to go through. 
so she wanted to get a perspective from people who stayed long in a relationship. How did they handle such? You gotta go first. No, you can. Okay, let me let me let me speak. Okay, so when it happened, I told him about it. It wasn't okay. I did expect the worst reaction compared to the reaction he gave me, because oh, I was okay. expecting him to be like really, really, really upset with me. But he, I, I don't know if I can say he kind of understood what was going on. But what happened? <laughs> Explain uh, that part. Okay, I mean I'm not gonna go into. <laughs> um. I uh what was the first thing I said. Um Gosh, what was the first thing? What did I just say? I don't know, I just lost my train of thought. But anyway, um it wasn't like um like I wasn't mad or anything. It was it was quite infuriating, you know. Like but it also took me some understanding not to justify her doing what she did but rather understanding what made her do it and okay. where do we go from here so okay. um again back to the bible you know like uh, there's one justification um Jesus gives for divorce which is um marital unfaithfulness so let's say your spouse commits adultery then that's grounds for divorce but it doesn't say you hello yes i'm listening oh okay sorry uh, but yeah doesn't say that you have to divorce now i'm not saying that applies to dating because that's the only way you can break a relationship but i took that into perspective in the context of do i have to break this relationship off like what what can i do or rather what are my options here so with this one instance does it now invalidate the past 6 years of us being together how like what was the veracity of the situation what was the duration of the situation you know all these things taken into context rather than me just going hey you know that screwed up i'm not um like i'm never never going to talk to you again which by the way you you have every right to do so if that happens to you but what i um what i'm proposing or suggesting is before you rush to that conclusion see what the situation actually is if it's very serious like someone started a like the partner started a whole new relationship behind your back then i just don't see it see how it's wise for you to remain in that relationship without there being actual repentance you know actual uh turning away from that relationship So uh I I sorry I can't just hold but talk about the Bible again but uh when biblical forgiveness is not is not a one-way thing it's a two-way thing like God does forgive you of your sins but that doesn't mean you're restored to relationship with him so when you're forgiven your sin it's turning away from the sin and repenting and going to be in relationship with God and i think the same applies to relationships and dating or even marriage like you you can't just like forgive someone and say okay oh, yeah fine come back you can keep doing what you're doing like no dash to be actual repentance and actual um retribution like hey I'm never going to do that again and you need to prove it to me or you need to prove it to your partner so i mean that's 
that's basically what happened with us. Like, I was already, you know, full committed to this relationship. She was like, hey, um, I'm so sorry for what, you, what I've done. Uh, you have every right to do whatever you want to do. And I just said, like, hey, okay, let me sleep on it, you know, rather than making any rash decisions. So really just taking everything into consideration was such a hard decision, quite important. Uh, that's what I, I'd say. Oh, that's the advice I'd give to someone who's gone through a similar situation. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you, guys. You covered all the questions that everyone was really eager to hear from you guys. <laughs> you no really, problem. really, really touched all the questions. Okay, so any closing remarks that you might have for our uh, viewers? Baby, okay, closing remarks. Um, I think the first thing I'd say is you don't have to date. That, that's that's something really important to understand. So what I mean by that is don't feel like you're any less of a human being or any less of whatever just because you're not dating. Like just because your friends are dating doesn't mean you need to do it. Dating serves a purpose. Dating should have an aim. Like don't just date for date, dating's sake is a way I can put it. And, and I will say I did fall into that trap for the longest time. Like all my friends had, uh, uh, all my friends had uh, relationships and I was always jealous. Like, man, I, I don't care who it is. I, I want a girlfriend, you know. So that would be my first piece of advice. Like, you don't have to be dating as a purpose. Um, secondly, don't be scared to try long distance, even though it sucks. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. Like, why would you like? Why would you recommend something that sucks? Uh, um, I say that because I've experienced it firsthand. Of course, everyone's experience is going to be different. But rather, why don't? Don't always expect the person you love to be right next to you, like physical location, 24-7. Um, I thought, or rather, I thought that I'd be able to see Kenya more often than I do today, but I don't. Like, we're in, we're in university, like, you, especially in Zambia, a lot of kids travel abroad. Uh, a lot of kids travel to Lusaka for university. They go to CBU, they, they go to a different city. They go to Unza, you know. People get jobs, they get promoted, like, hey, I've been transferred to this city for a while. Like, don't be so scared to try long distance. But even if you don't want to try it, that's completely fine. A lot of people have the love their main love language is physical touch and they just can't do that like I know a lot of people uh, who are struggling with that right now so that's my second piece of advice I don't be so afraid to try uh, long distance but uh, I think thirdly and lastly my most important piece of advice is never try to date without that and what I mean by that is Never, don't try and go into a relationship or sustain a relationship without God. Let's say you're already in a relationship right now. Does that mean it won't last because you don't have God? Like, no, it's it's possible. Uh, we still live in a world created by God, and His love does uh, shine on uh, non-believers in some way, but. You can't have a true God-ordained relationship without God. And why I emphasize this so much 
is because if it wasn't for him I wouldn't be here talking to you on this podcast sharing the information I have or just sharing the experiences I have so yeah I mean like never try and do it without God it's not gonna be fun if you try it but um, honestly that's that's all I can say like uh, unless there are any other questions like that's basically the main thing that I can share Thank you very much. Kenya, any addition? He's literally said everything, but the only thing I can add on from what he said would be Okay, no, let, let, let's just be honest and frank. Long distance relationships are hard. Like yes. they are hard. Like let <laughs> Yes, they do. Let Okay, yeah. People do look at us and say, "Oh yeah, yes, you people encourage us. You, give, you people give us hope and that enthusiasm to try. It's hard. Like we might look like everything's going right, but you really have to be determined and strong to actually go through with a long-distance relationship." As he said, put God into the equation to let everything just flow because they're honestly very very hard yeah thank you very much Kenya and Paul and thank you for the closing You're remark welcome. thank you for having us on man <laughs> I appreciate it but before I could even let you guys go I need you to give us a book recommendation and a movie recommendation for our guests Ooh. like anything or like anything that's on... related to this topic or any that you might think might be built I help them build gosh well <laughs> personally book wise I can't recommend uh, um, relationship goals enough like if you were able to even just like soft copy like, get it such a great book if you're not able to get the book uh watch the videos on YouTube they're free and the book is just is basically like his terminals from the series of course it's not like that direct but yeah he wrote the book um, I thought it's based on the um church series that he did so that would be my book recommendation with regards to movies Yeah, I can't think of like uh, relationship oriented um, I, I believe you've done you've actually done both you just didn't know well, oh yeah, with the, <laughs> yeah the you actually recommended to us a book and a series of that and book the videos yeah so exactly practically like yeah. a movie <laughs> yeah exactly Kenya, any book recommendation or movie you might want to add on? I'd go with the same book, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you guys. And we've come to... We're not coming to the end of it, but there's one thing you're supposed to do before you leave this show. It's like a culture. It's a tradition. Okay. Uh-huh. You're supposed to play a game. We see how well you know Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be fun. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we're going to give you we're going to go to the tab we call it game show where we check like how well you know the people and the places that are available in Zambia. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Not <And> way. <laughs> the last uh, the last part is what we give you an African reader for you to guess. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <Very> interesting. <laughs> Let us give you the hints for this first person. Uh-huh. One is part of the Kahira family, uh, one mm-hmm. of the most influential families, music families in Zambia. Uh-huh. Is a former pro-right ambassador. Uh-huh. And his stage name means to kill, cook and serve. Chef oh. 187. Congrats to Kenya, one point to Kenya. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I was never <laughs> gonna get that from like yikes. 
<laughs> okay, the second person. Famously known for an explicit video that went viral on Facebook. Uh-huh. On the business and and won a uh, social media influencer of the year Zikomo Awards. The eyes? No. He's a male. Male? Yep. <laughs> and he actually so wants many... one of the most biggest youth cloth brands in Zambia. Brian Chanda? Congrats to Kenya, Brian Chanda. <laughs> Two to Kenya, one to Paul. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, Trust I, me, I'm I'm more updated than he is. Yeah, I, <laughs> the, I'm I'm not that updated. <laughs> the third the third person. He had a wording that said this on his wording though. You cannot take any pictures. He has he is the wow. CEO of Waterhouse. And oh, oh my god. Yeah. One to four. <laughs> Yay! I guess like, I'm two to I, one. I had no idea about the wedding thing, but you said see you. Else, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yes, it just got to be Pompey. Okay, the last person. Uh, she was a host on movie TV. Uh, she hosted the game show called Big Win Games. Mm-hmm. Her current husband she met on a blind date, uh-huh. and she started uh, an institution uh, or an organization or a movement called We Keep Moving. Foundation. Who is, is it she? Lulu Hangala? Congrats to Kenya, Lulu Hangala. Three Kenya, Yo. one to Paul. <laughs> yeah, nothing even okay. came to mind. <laughs> we are done with the persons. We now go to the places. Oh, okay. Places. Yeah, we've got four places. And today we are going to mostly go to the part of Zambia where spoken. <laughs> the copper belt. Yeah, we are going to go to the copper belt, but we're also going to go to other places that are not part of the copper belt. So the first place, okay. it's a town in Muchinga province, and this is where mm-hmm. Kenneth Kaunda originated from. Our first president lies on the watershed between Chambeshi River and Luanga, and is home to Chipoma Falls. Is it Chinsali? Congrats to Kenya. Chinsali is the answer. <laughs> it's because that's where I'm from. So I know that one. Wow. Four to one. That. that is where I'm from. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> okay. This next place is rated fifth on the most developed cities in Zambia. And predominantly, it's been one of the cleanest towns in Zambia. And it is home to Changa Copper Mine. What's the name of the place? Chingola? No. Chingola. Congrats to Kenya again. Paul, you're losing this game. You're really losing this game. Bruh, I was one of those kids who just stayed in the house all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just stopping me. (laughs) This third place is between Kitwe and Chingola. It's part of Kalulushi district and its name means a place for zebras. A place oh, for? Nah, zebras. <laughs> is it Chambeshi? No, can't be Chambeshi. Congrats. Chambeshi oh, is the answer. Oh, yay. Okay, Kenya, you are doing this. You are really vibing this. <laughs> yay. Yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> the last town the last town it's a town in Zambia at the border with Zimbabwe it used to be in southern province but now it's in Lusaka province hmm. and home to the famous court leader and faith healer Imano Sadiki from 1988 to 1989 is it Charleston? <laughs> pardon? is it Charleston? nope it's Charleston even a town yeah, I think there's a town. Town, you said town between. between it's a Zambia town and... in Zambia at the border with Zimbabwe. 
Oh yeah. Uh, the name's coming and going. I feel mm. like it's coming and going. I can't remember. One, I keep thinking of Dar es Salaam. That's in Tanzania. No, I I, I can't four, remember. Five. Time um, I, I can't remember. Oh, the What's answer the is Jurundu. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, to close off the game show, you are going to give you a riddle. You have to guess. You have to break this riddle. I am neither inside nor outside, but I am in every house. Who are who am I? I'm neither inside nor outside, but I'm in every house. Who am I? Is it a door? Congrats to Kenya. Kenya won this game show, guys. <laughs> She Yay! really, really won this game show. Yes, I did. By eight yes, to one, <laughs> she really won this game show, <laughs> guys. Yes. I was really happy to have you on my show. I know I was really happy I could have a time to talk to you, and I'll be glad to have another conversation with you anytime. Thank you very much. No problem. We Thank really appreciate it. Too. Thank you so much. Okay, then have. I'm not sure if I should say Kenya have a great night. Yes, oh, I'm not sure if it's right. a great morning. Great yes. morning. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have a good night, and Paul have a great day. <laughs> Thank you. Same Thank you. Man. Same. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Bye, guys. Bye.